Welcome to Julie Girl of Big Brother Podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed, and we wanted a place where we could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these VB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And if you feel drawn to like, comment, subscribe, and share our episodes, we'd highly appreciate that as well. If you ever have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear, feel free to let us know by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at at JulieGirlPod, or sending us an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com. Hello, Zachary. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing my best, child. I am ready for the summer to be over. I'm so sick Same. of the heat. Ugh, I Same. hate the heat it is, so much. It is so hot outside. And like my air conditioner in my car has been going in and out for like the past like two months. Ugh. And I'm just like over it. I hate it. I don't go outside that much in the summertime because I just can't do it. But today I I had to go shopping. My grandmother's birthday's tomorrow. So I wanted to go and get her a present and I needed to go grocery shopping. And there were some other errands I wanted to run. So I left the house to go and do those things earlier. But every time I got out of that car, I was like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> like it literally feels like torture because it's just so humid and so gross and so heavy. And uh, it just squeezes my spirit like a lemon and i'm not getting any lemonade there ain't no sugar it is just sour (laughs) yeah i do not miss humidity i can't relate um (laughs) disgusting what how's your weekend how was your week how you feeling what's going on in your world (laughs) um yeah (laughs) Uh, that was a lot uh my week was busy um we can finally like talk about like Halsey. Thank God that that's out. Yes, congratulations. Um, thank you. That project has been like hanging over my head for like the past three months. And like every time, like I, sum- I mean, I don't want to get into my job right now, but like I submit a lot of information. And every time I submit something, there's a chance that that information could be leaked. And so I have just been terrified for the past like three months <laughs> over <laughs> information leaking so that's out nothing leaked i feel very good about it um i can breathe again i still Um, haven't listened yet you know what it's it's good i'm i'm not a i'm not a big causey fan and not saying that and like uh i don't like her i just never listened to her um i went to like the release party of her last album um at Capitol and that I think that was the first time I listened to a Halsey song like all the way through like I just never really listened to her same I love that graveyard song though that was the first well not the first song but I don't know what that is that song was the first song I heard from her that I was like this is actually something I would listen to on my own but I think because it was written by John Bellion and I really like John Bellion's style so it just drew me in Mm -hmm. but yeah I haven't listened to this new album at all like not even a single song 
it's it's good i i enjoy it i there are a few songs that i would listen to like while i was driving in my car so i mean yeah good for her um (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it's good so that's out so that's you know work-wise that's a huge relief and that's just been really nice and i'm excited to kind of like work on other stuff and that doesn't um cause as much stress uh (laughs) um other than that, uh, I mean, my week has been pretty chill. I don't know. I, I haven't really done anything. Today, I'm actually drinking a glass of wine for the first time. I haven't, like, drank while we record it since, like, 2018, 2019. The memories. <laughs> so long, right? I haven't gotten drunk on an episode of Julie Girl in forever. When we get back together, we need to do that, just for old mm-hmm. time's sakes, because we have so much fun. <laughs> I used to be, like fucking wasted by the time we were done i don't like it's not even like we were do- we were <laughs> we were only recording for like two hours but i would be wasted by the end of it i'd just be chugging the whole time like you would be so gone really like the worst thing to do like if i'm like at a party or something like i'll drink normal and fine but if i'm just sitting down talking to someone and there's alcohol sitting in front of me i will just like drink the shit out of it and talk your fucking ear off like i love <laughs> that shit so much so Truly living my best life. Uh, but today I just have like one glass sitting here because um, I have nothing like my morning was busy, but I have nothing planned for the rest of the day. And it feels so nice to not have anything planned for once. Nice. Um, I was supposed to go to a party with my situationship boyfriend. I'm not sure what we are. <laughs> I always I, I still don't have any updates for you guys. I don't know. I was supposed to go to a, one of his friends is having like a birthday party. He's going to DJ. I thought it was outside, but then I found out that it was inside and I was like, okay, maybe. And um, on the invitation that I saw at first, it said like vax required. So I was like, okay, people, you have to be vaccinated. That's cool. But then I saw another one and it said like vaccination or like a negative result or whatever. And I'm like, who the fuck is really going to be like checking this? And it's indoors. And it was like, this is like a no shoes house. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to a party and taking off my fucking shoes. <laughs> like, I get, I get people who don't like to have shoes in their house or whatever, but like, not when it's a party. I don't want to be in there with a bunch of people with their smelly ass socks walking around. Like, I just like, I'm a very, I'm a shoes person. That sounds kind of cozy. No, no, no. There's going to be drag performances and stuff. And I'm like, how big is this fucking house? Like, I don't, I can't see it being a huge house in like Los Angeles. And so I'm just like, no, I'm like not going to go. And also, yeah, I'm just a big shoes person. I want to keep my shoes on. (laughs) I'm sorry. God made Swiffer wet jets for a reason. Stop being lazy and mop the floor. Like, <laughs> ew, it's just Come on, Swiffer. It's gross. So I was like, you know, out of all of the stories that I hear of like people getting um, COVID breakthrough cases, it always seems like it's like small, intimate indoor settings with friends. And they're like, I don't know how I got it, you know? So I just don't feel safe going. So I was like, you have the best night, but I am. I'm keeping my shoes on. <laughs> I'm keeping my shoes on. I'm literally going to take a nap with my shoes on once we get done with this podcast. I'm just kidding. I have flip-flops on right now. I have those like, have you seen those like, <laughs> those like cloud sandals? Or yes. whatever? They're like everywhere. I got a pair and they're so comfortable. <laughs> I need to get me some some. Comfortable, like 
moments like that. My brother, they they love Birkenstocks and my mom just mm-hmm. got some Crocs. Everybody has all kinds of shoes. I'm such a basic person though. I wear one kind of shoe and I will wear it for three years until it falls apart. Well, again, again, me being a shoe person, like I literally have these like by my door in my room. Like whenever I leave my room, I like put them on to go into like the living room and air. Like I don't want to be walking around on the floor that everyone else walks on with my socks and my socks get dirty. Like if anything, I'm more concerned about my socks getting dirty than I am about the floor getting dirty because I'm wearing shoes. Oh gosh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because socks, when socks get dirty, even if you wash them, sometimes like the bottom of your sock will still stay black, you know, or still black stay dirty. You w- <laughs> Not black. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Not black, like where do but, you like, be walking? Bottom- everywhere um over my soul um (laughs) no but you know what i'm saying like your 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 socks will still stay dirty even after a while after washing them so it's just like protect the socks wear shoes clean your floor you'll be fine sorry i just like that's a thing for me (laughs) i can Um, tell (laughs) i love wearing socks i my my issue is that i i i like to have my shoes off but I like wearing socks, but I, I usually like wearing one sock, which is super weird. And my family Ooh, always judges like me for it. One sock on, one sock off? <laughs> yes. Ew. I'll just be, I'll just or be just like, like one sock on both feet, like a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> little Ariel, Ariel James. Shut up. Dude, I'll be sitting. That like a good artist name. Ariel, Ariel James. James. That does sound kind of nice. I'm kind of like that. Ooh. Um, <laughs> oh i will be like just chilling in the living room and have two socks on and then halfway through my other one of my socks will be halfway off my foot i don't know why know. it just always happens that way it's like cozy for me i think it's just like a little bit of warmth a little bit of cool like let me just get a nice balance <laughs> i mean i guess I don't, I, I don't relate i'm like someone yeah i have socks on like during the day but i can't sleep with socks on oh me either I feel like trapped. I don't trust people who sleep with socks on. Like I feel so confined. Like my toes need to wiggle and shit. I don't know. Not wiggling shit. <laughs> I love, but hold up, hold up. You said your mom got some crocs. What do we yeah. think about platform crocs? <laughs> I have not seen a platform croc. You have not seen a platform croc? I no, let me Google some. it up. <laughs> you Look would. It up. I thought about I thought about buying some. I mean, I wouldn't wear them out because I think Crocs are terrifying. No, I know people love them. Like one of my roommates is like obsessed. He has like three or four pair of them. I just don't understand it. But I want them for around the house. That looks intensified. It kind of looks edible. Like I, I, they look like they would be kind of delicious. <laughs> kind of like a Lavi Taffy. Like, or like a marshmallow mm-hmm. or like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like something a. Something chewy. Yeah. Something very chewy or something. So- mm. What, what if these are just cakes? You know how there was that moment. <laughs> is it real or is it a cake? These look like straight up cakes. Truly, I'm waiting for someone to cut into my life and be like, it was just a cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's he hilarious. Was a cake this whole fucking time. <laughs> so I've been doing a podcast with a cake for five years. <laughs> truly that's hilarious cake set but yeah so that's my weekend i'm not doing anything i went to a bookstore this morning um that just like opened it was super cute i had to run some errands and shit but other than that yeah this weekend is actually really chill oh i am i did get hit up by do you remember our friend richard from book club 
Yes. Him and his, and his boyfriend was in the audience with us when we went to Big Brother. Really? Remember, I thought I, I thought I told you this. He was like literally like in front of us or something. In the picture oh. with like Julie where we're in the back. Yeah. He's like right in front of us. Hilarious. Such a small world. Right. Didn't know him at that time. I don't even think Richard and him were together. Like we we somehow crossed paths like in conversation one time when we were all together. Whatever. The point of the story is uh, they invited me over to watch Big Brother with them this week. So I'm like excited. We're going to like meet up on Thursday and watch uh, Wednesday and Thursday's episode together. Nice. That sounds fun. I finally like have someone to watch Big Brother with other than you. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) And I said that shit. (laughs) I said that shit. Anyway. I just thought that was fun and random. And I was like, that is I, I fun. Just, like, I personally don't have any friends that like watch Big Brother besides like you and my Shannon. Friend, like, doesn't Shannon watch? She watched for like a few seasons, but gave up. Oh, <laughs> I remember she did our first season of Julie Girl with us, like an episode. Oh my God, I forgot about that. She sure did. I love watching Big Brother with people, but I've been watching with my aunt and it's fun to watch with her, but she don't really be knowing what's going on. She just likes the show aspect of it. She likes to see what's going to happen. And she, oh, mm-hmm. hold up, the phone is ringing. Y'all got a landline? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone, Graham. Pick up the phone. Pick, pick up. up. I, I know you see, see me on, on the caller ID. So pick up the page. Oh, I, 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 I. I love that song so much. Me too. <laughs> but yes, my aunt, she, I love watching it with her, but she just doesn't fully understand everything. And she, she is the epitome of a casual. And so I'll be feeling bad sometimes. Say, maybe I should watch it with your aunt. <laughs> Zoom in. I'll be feeling bad because because I'll explain to her what really happened in a situation. And I'm like, yeah, you have to be be careful because casuals, they don't know. La, la, la. And I, I just call her a casual to her face and she don't be knowing what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, but it's sweet. I love watching with her, but yeah, it's, I, it'll be fun to watch with like fans that really pay attention to the show and know what's going on and want to listen. Cause she'll get a phone call and she'll be all up on the phone. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm over here trying to listen. <laughs> You're having a full <laughs> conversation. Tag yourself. I'm the aunt. (laughs) (laughs) Same girl. No, ma'am. I'll be trying to pay attention. I'm supposed to watch with her tomorrow, but I'm having dinner with my family, which should be interesting Mm -hmm. because I don't get together with my dad's side of the family very often, if ever. I'm a little nervous because of COVID. I'm not trying to be around people, but at the same time, I'm just like, let me just do it (laughs) because I just, I don't know. It's... The world is very strange these days. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. And my cousin's in town. I haven't seen him in a long time. He just got married and that's weird. So I'm going to meet his wife. And, <laughs> and that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because he, he's he's younger than me and he's always in my mind uh, been a little kid. So the fact that he has a wife uh, is very weird to me. Now he's so, grown. Yeah. Yeah, he's grown. Isn't that weird to think about how grown we are sometimes? I, I like I I had a moment like that this week, actually, where I was just kind of like, Damn. Like, I feel like I'm kind of like at that age of like, should I be hitting like a midlife crisis or something? Like, cause I mean, let's be serious. Like, <laughs> I feel like people our age aren't going to make it past like 70, 80. So like we're close. <laughs> right. I mean, with the way the world is, like, I just don't see us lasting a long time. We're too stressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you're right. We are too stressed to decompress because we be going through it. So I'm like, shouldn't I be going through some like midlife shit right now? <laughs> Maybe. I feel like I'm getting there. I'm just getting to the point in my life where I'm realizing that I'm not a child and that I've grown, especially in the last two years since this pandemic has happened. And like just having family situations and realizing that I'm in a position to make like real decisions now. And I have a real opinion that stands against adults that have stood against me my entire life. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just very weird to come to those realizations and to figure out what the rest of life looks like, especially when I see everybody else living life because my life looks nothing like pretty much everybody else's around me. I am like, I have like, it's just very strange. I don't know. It's I don't even know how to define my life as an adult life because I just don't. It's weird. It's so strange. I'm struggling through it. <laughs> I hate it. Maybe it's a Pisces thing. Maybe it's a <laughs> Pisces thing. Late. We're a little late. We'll figure it out. I'm always a late bloomer. Like in literally everything in my life, I'm such a late bloomer. So it's just, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm going to be hopefully like 60 years old, finally be like, Things are together now. You figure it out right before the end. I'm just kidding. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I don't have high hopes. I am not panic at the disco. <laughs> I can't imagine being like elderly though. I just can't imagine being older and like seeing like we're getting to the point where you can start seeing age on people, and that is so weird yeah. to me. And no, I hate it. And like things with my body start to hurt, like my wrist out of nowhere has just been hurting like crazy and i'm just like is this arthritis like, <laughs> like <laughs> arthritis like, is that you <laughs> you know it's just like all these old people words that i just never thought would uh you know <laughs> pertain to me i'm just kind of like is this it is this what y'all been crying about like, <laughs> Um, or did I just like sprain my wrist? But you know, I, I like I'm a pessimist. Everything is wrong, and then I get on Google, and like my whole my world is over. So um, yeah, that's just where I'm at. I thought about that shit this week. I feel it, especially I'm not used to being around elderly people, and I don't even see my grandmother as an elderly person until recently, and it's very weird to see her become much older in my mind. Yeah, and that is tough to deal with and it makes me look at myself because I'm like how how did we get here like what when did all of this occur and I honestly when I moved to LA the past seven years so much has changed and I think I've just been so focused on getting established in Los Angeles that I didn't realize everybody else was living and growing around me and now Mm -hmm. my brain is catching up with what's gone on for the last seven years so it's just such a whirlwind every day it's so weird especially like my cousins are all grown now one just graduated from high school and like it's just it's a lie it's just ooh, ooh, it's a lie <laughs> sorry to bring that up but just something to think about <laughs> thanks for my spiral of the day <laughs> <laughs> little light conversation about getting older and dying shut up <laughs> oh it's so weird speaking of dying (laughs) big brother this week i'm just no there's no transition (laughs) not speaking of dying i'm so disturbed now (laughs) (laughs) should we take a moment (laughs) let's have a moment of silence before we move on stop not silence you broke the silence bitch Thank you. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) I just needed a moment. I almost fell asleep. (laughs) 
What if I would have fallen asleep? <laughs> the rest of the podcast would have just been you trying to wake me up. <laughs> Can you imagine a podcast of somebody that fell asleep and you're recording with them while they're sleeping and the whole podcast is you trying to figure out ways to get them to wake up <laughs> and you'll get them to wake up for a little bit and they might say something crazy and then fall back asleep. <laughs> Truly. I wish I could record the, the amount of times that I called you at like three o'clock in the morning and you answer half asleep. And then like you, you're falling asleep as you're talking to me. And I'm just like, you're falling asleep, aren't you? And you're like, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, bye. So much. (laughs) You you used to love to call at one o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning here, and I'd be like, sir. God, I used to be so much fun when I drank all the time. (laughs) I wouldn't say all that. So boring. My life is so boring now that I stopped. I love boring Zach. (laughs) I get a full night's rest. It's great. It was only like <laughs> once or twice or three times a week. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just schedule it in every day. I knew your ass was gonna call. You know, you know, good times, good times. <laughs> memories. All right. Memories. All right. Speaking of memories, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Let's jump in to week whatever we're on seven of Big Brother twenty three, child. Sarah Beth, she's the HOH this week. And she's the first female HOH of the season. And I was like, good for you, Sarah Beth. I enjoyed that competition, which we talked about before. But the the cookout folks were nervous this week. They were like, look, Sarah Beth's probably going to nominate two of us. Big D was happy he got to stay in the house. And he was happy he got a kiss from Thailand. (laughs) But he was mad that SB won. We didn't talk about that. Did we not? We didn't talk about that. I don't think we talked about the kiss from Kylan because what was that? I have no idea, but it was a very passionate kiss in the moment. <laughs> like, I don't mind it, but I just like want to know the reasoning behind it because it was more than just a peck on the kiss or something that could be played a off as a joke. Kiss. Like, that was a peck on, <laughs> a peck on the kiss. Um, it was just a little bit more than what I could like consider like playing you know like that was a lot it was a lot i was just like okay and if that's how kylan be playing with his friends like i'm trying to be his friend <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to be his best friend <laughs> oh gosh you can have all of that he drives me crazy no um, i don't really care for him as a person but he's hot <laughs> Um, so Derek F does not want to be a pawn again. And he's so annoyed that SB's there because he's like, I just know she finna put me up on the block. But Kylan's saying that he wants to protect the cookout this week. And I think that if anybody outside the cookout was to win, I think that SB was maybe a good choice because Kylan is in place to try to work his magic on her. And as we see, he did a pretty good job overall. Tiffany, she's been wanting Sarah Beth out for weeks. Now that Sarah Beth is HOA, she's like, this is what I wanted to avoid. I knew she was going to stumble into some power and we were all going to be a little nervous. I wish we could have just took her out a few weeks ago, but here we are. Derek X knows that he put SB up on the block during his HOH, so he's worried that she's going to come for him. Nobody knows who SB would target, and she's really, like, one of the biggest wild cards in this house, and I was hoping that her HOH was a little more wild card-esque. Like, I wanted to see her make some moves that I didn't expect, and I I expected more from her. What were your expectations for a Sarah Beth HOH? I honestly didn't know, Um, and I think that's why I was so excited for it, because I mean, my favorite thing, I've 
you know, said this, my favorite thing about the season is that I don't really know what's going to happen week to week. Like there are so many different things that could happen. And I feel like this is the first time in a long time uh, that I've watched big brother and not like known, you know, like, Oh, you know, this is going to happen unless something crazy comes along. Right. So I was excited about her being HOH because it, you know, it truly is unknown. I mean, I hate the way it worked out, but I mean, that was going to happen eventually anyway. Right. Um, so, you know, just whatever it, it was time. Uh, but I saw that a lot of people were upset about her and I was talking to my friend Jessica about it and she was telling me how much she hates Sarah Beth and like I get it and she was just like I just don't like her attitude she's so snobby and like for no reason and all that stuff and like I don't really I mean I think she's like (laughs) I don't know I like Sarah Beth because she's like the complete opposite of what I thought she was going to be when she (laughs) came into the house me too you know like I did not expect her I don't know. I thought she was going to be this like quiet anime girl, you know, like <laughs> drawing cartoons or something on the table. I don't fucking know. Like, you know, I, sorry. <laughs> Can I say that? I don't know. <laughs> Not to offend any of the anime people out there. Someone's got to love it. Um, but that's what I expect. <laughs> Not someone's got to love it. How are you going to say sorry and then offend them even more? <laughs> That's just who I am. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Ridiculous. She is just not what I expected her to be. And so I didn't mind her having a little power and having her moment. And I think the only, the only time this season that I've really, really been super annoyed with her was the veto when she took the money instead of the veto and then begged to keep the money in that moment I was like I could do without her yeah other than that like I don't I don't mind her ultimately her HOH really didn't bother me or affect me but at the beginning I was excited you know I don't mind Sarah Beth either I don't hate her like there's not a person on this cast that I really hate I think if there is somebody, it's probably Brent. Like, he's probably the lowest on my totem pole. But overall, I don't feel like I have hate for anybody on this cast, even though those pre-jurors were definitely questionable. Like, and I don't think they did themselves much justice in the postseason. But I don't hate Sarah Beth. I do think she's an interesting character. I I think she's in an interesting position. She's kind of on the outside of everything. And the things about her are a little controversial in a sense. Like people are questioning her relationship status and her voice. And like, there just seems to be a lot of different things about her personality that don't connect all the way. And that makes people a little bit a little bit suspicious of her. That's suspicious. <laughs> Nobody really is close That's to her. Weird. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is really close to her in the house except for Kylan. Like all them people in the house and she ain't really connected with nobody. I was cracking up because Tiffany was reading her last night. <laughs> she was like, if you wasn't laying on Kylan's shoulder for 72 hours a day, maybe you would have seen what was going on in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been seeing all of your tweets about in the heart ass shaped glasses or whatever. <laughs> the heart ass shaped glasses. It was hilarious. Um, um but no, I think she she does have like she has a few drops of villain in her story. Like there's something about her that is like the antagonist to the, the rest of the house, but I 
I there's something about her that I still do like, and I I kind of wish I would have seen her play a different game. But at the same time, this game is kind of revolving around the cookout, and it's hard for anybody to yeah. really form a path for themselves because there's really not a lot of roads. Like yeah. if you're not in the cookout, every road is a dead end pretty much. So it's yeah. it's it's interesting to watch it, and I would have liked to see because she thinks she's in a great spot this week being HOA. She's yeah. like, oh, I'm making Final Four. I've got this new alliance I'm in. Her and and Xavier and Alyssa and Kylan formed the Monarchy Alliance, and she's just riding high, thinking that she's doing such a great job and that she's in such a great spot. But she has no idea that she is on the out. So I don't hate her, but I'm ready for her to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, she can go whenever. Like, I'm not in any way rooting for her, but I will say she gave me like one of. And this is skipping ahead a little bit, but while we're talking about her, she gave me one of my favorite lines this week when it was the veto competition and she was like talking about the money or something. She was like, would she say something about like the BB bucks, like America, you don't give them to me anyway or something like America can wipe their butts with the BB bucks because they don't give them to me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, who is this girl? Like, I love it because I thought that was fucking hilarious. Like not only... (laughs) Are you like being sassy with people in the house? But you are literally being sassy with all of America. Like I fucking love shit like that. You know, like tell them. I do too. Um, and she was like, "Sorry, America, I'm sending home your boy this week." <laughs> right? I love shit like that's so funny to me. Like it sucks. I love Derek X, but at the same time, I thought it was hilarious. And so I get, I mean, I guess I get why people don't like her, but I just don't think that she's done anything to not be liked. I think it's even funnier seeing the way that her, her story goes, because it's like, you're so snooty about stuff and now you on the bottom (laughs) sit. So you was doing all that for exactly. (laughs) It's like funny to know like her actual position but then add that on top of me thinking she's going to be this quiet girl to like, okay, there's this. Right. It's just everything about her is just so not what I expected. So therefore, it makes me like her because I like when people prove me wrong, you know? Right. There are some things about her that are make me a little uncomfortable. Like, I think it was this morning or yesterday, she, they were having a conversation about the potential of having a like face morph competition and she was looking at the wall and she was looking at Derek X and she was like I don't think they would even use Derek X because of his eyes and Kylan was like what do you mean by that and she's like well he's the only Asian one so we would know it was him and so it does seem like she has a strange relationship with Asian culture and Asian people she said things over the season I don't even remember exactly the other things that she says, but there's been like a a consistency between some of the things she said on that front. And that's a little uncomfortable. But the thing about like them not using Derek's picture because he's Asian is like such a strange thing to say when the whole point of this competition is to pick out the people's faces that you are living in this house with. So obviously they're going to use people's faces. I think it's ridiculous for you to say that somebody, because somebody's Asian, they wouldn't put them in the game because it's so obvious to know that it's them. Like, it's such a stupid thing to say. I'm not in the space to cancel, but like, I just think that it's really ignorant to say. She has a lot of ignorant opinions yeah. sometimes. Same with Derek Derek F. I'm about done with his ass because he's uh, sorry to just jump into <laughs> it's all no. this. But he is so annoying. Like last night, the cookout had 
gotten together for the first time, which we can talk about later. But they were just talking about how how incredible it was that they had this opportunity. And Tiffany was talking about how she was sad that Derek X wasn't in- involved because she loved him and she and he was a minority as well. And she wanted to see him go far. And Derek F was like, well, he'll probably have a chance on another season, you know, like him and Helen. And I was like, sir, when people don't give the respect that we want in return, it it really bothers me. And the fact that he he's just extremely ignorant and he said so many ignorant things this entire season. I think this season we've gotten really lucky because there hasn't been a lot of problematic stuff this season. Mm-hmm. All the problematic things have been people's personalities and, and us not meshing with the way that people think or the way they see the world or different things like that, which is understandable because we're all different, but we haven't had like overt issues where we're uncomfortable and really upset about things other than like Brent maybe being weird with some of the women, but like everything else is like pretty understandable but Derek F is the only one that has crossed the lines a little bit. And then that Whitney, it's just, we got to do better. But this season is at least better than what we've been seeing. Yeah. But I'm still annoyed to have these one these moments. And it's, it's always hilarious to me because Xavier always seems to be around when these moments occur. And with the Sarah Beth thing, he like jumped in and stopped it before Kylan could finish asking her the question because he was mm-hmm. like, I guess he's just going down a wrong road, <laughs> the wrong road. Yeah. I love how like aware he is of everything. Like he's always like ready to fix something, you know? Like, I feel like he's always paying attention. He is. And I want to talk about that. We can just talk about it now. I, I love Xavier. And a lot of people are questioning that about me because I feel like a lot of people are hating Xavier right now. And I understand it on like, personal levels because people see that he is more attracted to Alyssa and he said that he he his BB crushes were like Jessica Graff and somebody somebody else some other people but they <laughs> some people I'm not oh Haley from BB20 and but so so he's getting a lot of judgment for the thing like the way that he speaks and talks about the women in his life or the women he's attracted to or all these different things and and then like he was talking about how like he made a comment that Davon wasn't a bb legend or something like that and Mm -hmm. he just has been saying things that have people turned off on him and the fact that he always shuts down all the drama if there's drama xavier is going to be there to to make things better in a sense He, he people think he's playing a very Derek game and for me I love it because I'm very much the same way. I'm going to shut it all down because I'm not trying to get the repercussions of any of the drama that y'all are going to have. And I'm not trying to have anybody that I'm close to be wrapped up in something and potentially say something or do something that is going to end up affecting me. Like, I don't want any of that. And especially like whenever these problematic situations happen, if I if I care about all these people in the house, I'm going to try to, to divert those conversations and to hold people accountable and to like make things comfortable enough but also stern enough to get through it and i think those those qualities are really strong in xavier and he's i think he's also hilarious and i think he's playing a great game and so all of those things make me like him in this game and it's confusing to me as to why people are really hating him but i do think what you said has a lot to do with it well i like him and i agree with everything that you said and Sorry, he's not entertaining enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's hilarious. I think he is hilarious. I think he's so funny. I was dying at him taking his sweet ass time going to the fucking uh, diary room <laughs> to evict 
I was like, if he does not start, I was like, when is Julie going to If you don't hurry your ass up in this afro. Right. I was like, where did he even get this from? (laughs) It was, it was was Oz's the other day that he put it on and his, his character, when he puts the afro on is Lucius. His name is Lucius and he's from the seventies. That's why he was like, (laughs) I'm doing groovy Julie. (laughs) He's ridiculous. See, like, that's something that I wouldn't expect from him, you know? Like, I wouldn't expect him to do, like, this character because, like, while I think he is, like, funny or whatever, I don't see him as someone who, like, cuts up, you know? Like, right, he right. very, like, by the book to me. And so seeing him do, like, that character, I was like, that is, like, so strange. And, I, I mean, I hadn't seen it before. Again, don't watch the feeds, duh. Right. And so um, seeing that, I was just like, oh, wow, like, okay. But also, like, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious all right let's jump back into sequence (laughs) we get a conversation between big d and tiffany and i talked about it before but we actually got to see it play out on the episode this time what were your thoughts about it first and foremost i honestly can't remember (laughs) you texted me about it i did i texted you about it but i watched it like monday fuck what did i say I can't remember. Tell me about it. And then I'll tell you, I have to remember. I can't remember exactly what was being said. So in the episode, we get a segment of Big D and Tiffany getting into an argument. And Tiffany was upset that Big D hadn't apologized. In the the episode, it looked as if Big D just came to Tiffany in a new week to talk to her and see how things are going, see how their relationship in the game was going. But... In reality, this conversation happened before the last eviction. So Big D was still on the block at this point. And so they made it seem like he was just trying to have a conversation, but really he was going to campaign to Tiffany for her vote. And so Tiffany was a little uncomfortable because she was like, "You, ha- we haven't really had any game conversations since you rolled up on me in the HOH room last week. Oh, oh, so it was about, it was about when Brittany went, yes, yes, yes. Okay, it's all coming back to me. So it was about when he rolled up and uh, with Brittany, when she asked for Brittany yes. to come up there alone. Yes, and like, yes. oh, you can say it to all of us. Okay, it's all coming back. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Come on, Celine. They framed this situation as if Tiffany was just kind of popping off on Big D because she was feeling some type of way. But really, she was a little annoyed that they hadn't talked since then. And now he's coming and asking for her vote and trying to have this conversation, which, you know, they are on a team together. So it should be expected for her to vote for him. But she was a little uneasy that this was the moment that you're going to come to me and try to talk to me. And you still haven't come to me and apologize or had any conversation about the issue that we had. And that really bothered me because it it paints Tiffany in a really bad light because it makes her seem like she was being unreasonable and she was trying to cause and find an issue instead of actually being the one to go and talk to him if she still had an issue. But she wasn't the one that initiated the conversation and he was the one on the block. And so it also bothered me because Big D came off looking like he was really being reasonable and he was being very nice and and comforting and kind of understanding to her. But he was on the block. He can't pop off because he needs her vote. And so... It just, it was a weird dynamic. And I do uh, agree that it's a weird dynamic for Tiffany to force that energy upon him when he is on the block. But also 
that's just how like that's how she was feeling and she's always very open about it especially with big d because she they have tension so it just bothered me but it was cracking it did crack me up when he was like we're cut from the same cloth and she's like no we are not cut from the same cloth we probably ain't even in the same book we are not on the same page she was she really let him know that i know what happened between us and i would have appreciated if you would have apologized or at least acknowledged it but that never happened and now mm-hmm. you're coming to me so it just bothers me that we get these edits that are completely out of context. And for the casual viewer, they don't really understand why that why this is happening and the dynamics at play here. And I think that's kind of dangerous, especially in a game where there's an America's favorite player and that you're basically telling your viewing audience how to feel about people. Because Tiffany honestly should be getting a much better edit, I think personally, because I think she's been playing such a really intricate and unique game. And I think that she deserves more of that, even though she has gotten some really great segments like that. But whenever you sit them beside segments like this, this argument, people who are casuals really only live in that moment. They're feeling and seeing how they're feeling about somebody in that moment. So without balancing it out, especially for a player that is doing such a great job and has such a great game, it's dangerous to me and a little irresponsible. Maybe it's because like, I just know what's been going on. Like I, I don't, don't know the timeline, you know, of like when it happened versus whatever, like it was on the show. I don't know that stuff, but like just knowing what's going on, like, I mean, I was definitely like Team Tiffany and it wasn't even because like I like her. Like I'm really good at separating myself of like liking someone versus like being like, okay, but you're wrong. And honestly, like I didn't think she was wrong. Like the, and I think anyone who actually like pays attention, maybe not your aunt who's on the phone. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But anyone who pays attention to the, you know, the show, I think that they will, that they would get it too because Truly, he did come up in there when she wasn't trying to talk to him. You know, she was just trying to take Brittany or talk to Brittany. And I don't know. I just I I get what you're saying. But I feel like anyone who pays attention would know that, like, Tiffany has a reason to be upset. I would think. I would hope so. Maybe people are just blind. I don't know. Also, also that. (laughs) Where people should and what they actually do. Absolutely. People also feel like Tiffany was overreacting in that situation, but I know we're very far removed from it, but if if you are, are calling to talk to one person and two other people come up there and, and step in and be like, so what's going on here? They might not have to raise up on you and like get in your face and act like they're about to do something to you, but their presence is definitely a beacon of like, hey, I'm here to regulate something. And that can be very alarming and so i understand why tiffany was taken aback by that because it, it they were up there to protect britney so my issue here really is with big brother because this this conversation should have been in the eviction episode and i know that they had a lot to cram into that eviction episode but you should do it in a flashback and not act like this is new information or newly part of the story mm-hmm. so then we get sb and she's trying to figure out what she's going to do for this hoh week and She's saying that she feels really good with Claire and Tiffany because they actually listen to her. She's like, you know who doesn't listen to me? Alyssa and X. And she's like, I'm also (laughs) unsure about DX. And she knows that she wants the roulette power to be used this week, but she doesn't know who she wants to target. And the cookout is really wanting Derek X to be out this week. And they also want him to spend his money so he doesn't have a shot at the coin of destiny, destiny, destiny. And I <laughs> died when she did that. I was like, stop. I was like, Julie, <laughs> sister, what is this? 
I gotta, I gotta make myself laugh or whatever she said afterwards. <laughs> Obviously, she knew it did not land. <laughs> it did not land. She, but at least she was self aware enough to try to recover. No. But it was hilarious. I feel like it's like one of those moments. Like we all have it, where it's like, damn it, that was funnier in my head. <laughs> <laughs> at least we have those, and we're not on live television. <laughs> right. Be humble. Be humble. I like that one though. Be humble, y'all. Um, so then we also get an edit of Claire and DX talking about the dynamics in the house and the, the power structure in the house. And they tried to make it seem like they were on to the idea of the cookout and the, onto the idea of the people in the cookout working together. But in that situation as well, they edited together two different conversations that they had to make it seem like they were including all of these members in this one conversation when it was really two conversations they had separate times that brought in different pieces of those members. So it's always interesting like to catch these edits and to see what Big Brother's trying to paint. I get it. But like the reality of it is so different. And I constantly have to explain these things to my aunt. And I'm like, this is what really happened. So you can understand how we got here instead of thinking we're here. And now we're going over here. So it's it's such a weird game to play. And I love being I love watching the feeds for that reason. But sometimes I wonder what my experience would be if I was just a casual it kind of sounds fun sometimes because you just think you know everything. Because there's so many seasons I was a casual. This was a really misleading episode, in a sense. Because Claire and DX were never really on to the cookout. And even in the postseason, DX is still trying to figure out who this alliance could be. If he knew, you know, if he knew the cookout exists in some form, it would have been a lot easier for him to peg everybody. But he's gotten a couple of them, but it's not fully there. So, yeah, the cookout has been doing a great job at staying undercover. It's truly so impressive. And they deserve more credit than a lot of these people out here want to give them but you know what they're gonna get that credit one way or another whether you like it or not because they have been doing <laughs> such a good job and i'm so impressed so i was also cracking up at that at that scene where Azza was acting out that random scene about kylan and sarah beast pillaging the village <laughs> <laughs> i love Azza. i've been I've, and t don't you say nothing i have been loving i Azza literally was like <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't alone in the dislike for Aza. <laughs> I am done being judged for my love for Aza because I think that she she has such a lovely energy and I think that she really wants to try. And I like to see people who think that they can do something and then get into a situation and realize that they're not they're not as good. <laughs> And they get into a situation and they don't embrace it the way that they do. And then they have to figure out how to get themselves out of it and refocus. And it's a whole journey. I feel like Aza is taking me on a journey and I'm loving it. So y'all can hate all you want to, but I love me some Aza Awasom, period. (laughs) Um, So Sarah Beth wants to target Xavier, Alyssa, or Derek X. But Kylan wants to steer her away from Xavier and potentially Alyssa because he knows that that's Xavier's number one. He wants DX to go for the sake of the cookout because he knows that DX is the strongest competitor in the house other than the people in the cookout, which is basically him and Xavier. He gets Sarah Beth to the point where she agrees and she feels like she wants to put up two pawns because of the power as well. She just doesn't really know. So she nominates Claire and Derek F for eviction. And I was like, this looks familiar. You put up the same nominations Kylan did. And Sarah Beth was doing all this talk and talking about how nobody was going to dictate her HOH and how she was going to make a decision. And she was the first female that won HOH and no man was going to make her change her mind or do this or do that. And she ends up doing exactly what Kylan wants, exactly what Kylan did. (laughs) 
I was just like, is girl. that not how every fucking HOH goes though? Whenever we want it, or like, I mean, with this one, we didn't really want it, but I feel like every time there's an HOH, there's all this talk of I'm gonna do what I want to do this week, and no one ever does what they want to do. Like it's right. always a group effort, you know? Right, but. The thing is, Sarah Beth is Sarah Beth is not in a group. She is in a Kyland, <laughs> so, and so She's it's on like Kyland Island. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. Welcome. Are you on the Kyland um, Island too? That's the next uh, season of White Lotus. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's gonna be. It's just gonna be Sarah Beth on Kyland Island. <laughs> That sounds absolutely terrible because you know it's going. Mm-mm, I'm I'm not watching that. I'm mm-mm. so moving on. Well, it's not actually going to happen, so don't worry about it. I know. Thank goodness. Um, <laughs> Watch it happen. I'm gonna make it happen. No, you ain't. Um, Let's get that white on this podcast. We're good. Um, moving on. We go into the high rollers room and we find out who won some BB bucks this week. And Claire, DF, and DX all got $100 this week. I was surprised that Claire got $100. I have not been doing very well at like knowing who the best person is to give these BB bucks to. So maybe there was a reason that they wanted Claire to get $100. But it took me by surprise when I saw that she won that. 75 was Hannah, Xavier, and Alyssa. And then 50 was Aza, Sarah Beth, Tiffany, and Kylan. I did feel a little bit bad for Tiffany because she she's like the only person I think that, that got lower than they did the week before. But she made up for it the week after that. So it's all good. So the only person that actually chose to play this competition was Alyssa. And I was like, Big Brother loves to have some twists. And then their twists don't be doing nothing. And they always be flopping and always just never amount to what they think that they're going to amount to. And I'm just like, at this point, we have gone through so many seasons where these twists be flopping. I just don't understand why they haven't figured out a way to make sure that these things go better or to come up with some twists that actually affect things maybe in a different way that will affect the game differently that don't have to be so flashy. Like there, I was having a conversation with a friend and he was saying it would be interesting if instead of nominating two people for eviction, the HOH could only save two people for eviction. And then everybody else could choose who they wanted to vote out, kind of like Survivor. Because people have been saying that this season isn't, there's no blind sides and there's no this and there's no that. It's not fun to watch. When you're HOH and you put two people on the block, you only have so many opportunities to really blindside somebody. You only have two people to, that you can vote out. So like, you don't really have a lot of options on the table. There's really nothing to flip unless it's just between those two people. So I thought it could be really interesting if they did something like that, just to change the way that the 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 dynamic of HOH worked or the dynamic of the vote works. And I think twists like that could add something really fresh to the game instead of trying to give somebody a power that is probably not going to work that well. The twists are always the lie down. It's whatever. I'm so pissed that DX did not fucking play. Like, it just makes me so mad because he would have won. He no absolutely would have won. Alyssa. She didn't look look like she was doing that well to begin with. So I know he would have figured it out and done a pretty good job at it. And it's just so confusing. I was just like, I get why he didn't play, but I feel like he should have had the foresight to at least feel like he should potentially play. There's no reason why he should have felt that safe. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, how, why? Why Especially because safe? you put Sarah Beth on the block, sir. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, the first time she was on the block was because of you. You should definitely try to find some safety this week. 
And I think that he just allowed people around him to get in his ear and to to shy him away from it. But I wish he would have realized that he needed to actually try for this. Because, of course, it would be nice to have the coin of destiny. But if you ain't in the game to use the coin of destiny, then who cares? So right. you got to get to the week that you're in before you get to the next week that you're trying to get to. Like, sir. Here's a penny. <laughs> um, so Alyssa had to stand on this giant roulette wheel and make this ball go around for two minutes. And if she got the most revolutions, then she would win. But since she only won against herself, she won anyway. And she got 19 revolutions. She won the chopping block roulette power. So she got the power to remove somebody from the block and the replacement nominee would be chosen by the spin of a roulette wheel. Back to the DX situation, he had the most BB bucks in the house as well. So I wish he would have even thought that with the potential of finding more BB bucks, because they said there was going to be more opportunities, he still could have potentially gotten enough BB bucks to play. Because if he got a hundred, but he, you know, he didn't know that was a chance he might've had to take, but this is the big risk, big reward season. So like there were so many options on the table for him. And then he said that the diary room asked him why he wasn't playing if he didn't feel safe like three times in the diary room and people are like if he, if they ask you stuff like that you should probably pay attention to it <laughs> because right. it's usually a hint like you might want to protect yourself but he didn't do it and he felt so stupid all week and that was one reason that i didn't feel bad for him because he had so many opportunities to save himself this week and he literally flopped on every single opportunity. And so at a certain point I get feeling safe because he thought he understood the dynamics of the house. But I think it's a cautionary tale that even if you think you feel safe, if there is even an inkling that you don't feel safe, you should probably try to do something about it if you can, because when do you have the opportunity to do something about it? It doesn't happen often. So if you got it, take it and Bless his heart. He ain't take a job. What is that you think you know? You, you have no idea. The diary of DX. The eviction of DX. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so pissed watching it. Because truly, like... And then look, if Tiffany would have won this week, he would have been fine. There's two extra... There's two weeks for you, bro. Like, what? He would have like, absolutely been fine. Like, you would have... You, you're going to go home. Like, I don't see you making it to the end. Like, whatever. We know you have to go at some point. But you, you would have had a few more weeks. Absolutely. And he needed to be there. So I was sad to see him go. And honestly, uh, America would have probably found a way to give you like 300 more bucks some way, somehow <laughs> through Big Brother. And you would have got, it's just, yeah, it's just really irritating. Choices. <laughs> Choices. So Alyssa removed Derek F. from the block and she spun the ru- the roulette wheel and it landed on her biggest ally in the house, Xavier. And I was cracking up because Christian was on Twitter trying to get Alyssa all these BB bucks so she could play in this competition. And she plays in this competition. She's the only person that played in the competition. And she ends up getting her only ally on the block. <laughs> it's just like... Like, you just can't write this shit. Like, it was so good. Like, I don't want X on the block at all, but, like, it was so funny. Like... I love shit like that. Me too. She was so upset. She was so mad. And of course, the viewers know that Xavier doesn't really have anything to worry about because he has the cookout votes. So he wasn't going anywhere anyway. But Alyssa not knowing that was hilarious. And like the whole conversation between him, are we going into the conversation between him and Alyssa now? Like when she's like being apologetic. It's just like, what do you say in that situation? I wish that they wouldn't shown it as long as they did. It just like took, like, I don't, like how many times do we have to watch her apologize? You can't really do anything 
in that moment you know I'm like there's something else that could have been I get like you needing to show that she apologized but I was like do we really need this for like five minutes you know right. like because he's like it's fine that's all we need to say I'm sorry it's fine let's move <laughs> on but it's like it just like them going back and forth and I was like Jesus Christ like you can't fucking do anything he's on the block you know like right feel bad about it but I don't need to watch it right now I was really mad that like they spent so much time showing that Absolutely. Alyssa was crushed that X was on the block, but X knows he's safe and he wanted to navigate this season in hopes that he would never end up on the block. So he had that on his resume. Do you think that he can still like say like, I was never on the block? Because I mean, what he's on the block this week and this or last week and this week because of his own choice in the game, the veto. But like, can you still think that he like, do you think that he can use that in the resume of like, I was never on the block by being nominated just by chance? I think so. I think that it says a lot about his social game and these nominations have nothing to do with his social game and nominations usually are based because you're not aligned very well socially. So Mm -hmm. I 100% think that he can still use that on his resume. I don't know if he will because he was on the block twice. So he might even just like move on from it. But I I was actually thinking about this today because- I mean, he's a lawyer, so he can argue. I'm sure he can argue whatever. That's true. But no, I I think that he was on the block twice, not by the hand of an HOH. So that doesn't really go against his position. And I think it actually helps him because he can say that he actually was on the block and he pulled himself Mm -hmm. down, which we'll get to in a minute. No, I think he absolutely can use that to his advantage, which is another thing. A lot of these twists and a lot of these situations are all working in the cookout's advantage, which they are really there to, to stop them. But I really think that this is just showing how strong they are and how how solid their strategy is because they are able to navigate around whatever is thrown their way. And that is so impressive. And not only are they able to navigate around it, they're actually able to utilize it and make their game even stronger because of their ability to get around it. So Sarah Beth talks to Claire and she tells her that she does not want her to leave this. I'm sorry. Every time you say Claire, I think of that that car commercial where she's oh, like, yeah? I'm Claire. I'm Claire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what it is. Every time, you, every time you said Claire this episode, I, all I thought of is, I'm Claire. <laughs> every time I say Claire, I think about Tiffany calling everybody's name wrong and forgetting everybody's name. She called Claire Carla. She called her Clara. <laughs> She's like, what's that girl's name? <laughs> It's so funny. Okay, so SB, she talked to Claire. Don't say nothing, Zach. (laughs) And tells her that she doesn't want her to leave. And by process process of elimination, Claire realizes that her back door is going to be DX. And so Claire goes and has a conversation with DX. And DX is so terrified by this because he realizes that he should have played in that competition. He thought that he was going to be safe. But now that he's heard this and he had that feeling, he's like, oh my God, I cannot believe I did this to myself. So now he's just like, I've got to play in this veto. I have to play in this veto. I must play in this veto so I can try to save myself. Tiffany also doesn't want DX to go. And she wasn't sure exactly what SB was going to do, but she knows that if he's on the block, that the cookout is going to take a shot at him. And she wants him in the house for her own personal game and for the game of the rest of the women in the, the cookout, honestly. Sarah Beth tells Alyssa that DX is the target and Alyssa is super excited about it. She just wants to avenge Christian. And sometimes I'm like, why is Alyssa even here? I don't even know what she has really added to the season. 
And I feel like she's low-key irrelevant. And so even though, like, I feel like her entire game. How many times do I have to tell you, I don't remember Alyssa is in the house. (laughs) Seriously, you were before your time. (laughs) Because she, her whole game is she wants to avenge Christian. She, everything is still about Christian. It's like, girl, Christian been gone for two weeks at this point. Like, can we move on? Like, what, what are you going to bring to this house? Who is Christian? I'm just kidding. (laughs) What are you going to do? Who are you aligned with? She really doesn't even have any loyalties to anybody else except Xavier. It's like, how did you get 53 days into this game and you don't have any other strong bonds other than Xavier? And so it makes sense as to why her and SB and Xavier and Kylan can form an alliance because she ain't really got nobody else. And so... It's, but it's also frustrating. And I'm just, I was <laughs> with those fish memes I've been doing. People are like, you should do one of the whole <laughs> cast. And I'm like, I wouldn't even know how to do an Alyssa fish. Like, what would I put on her? There's nothing that I think of that makes me denote Alyssa. Like, there's, and I, that's kind of mean to say, but like, it's true. Like, what would, I, how would I even do that? Truth hurts. <laughs> it's yeah. like, there's not, I don't know. Put her on a drone. That's the only thing I could think about. Or a bathing suit. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, put a helmet on her, but make the helmet too big. <laughs> <laughs> that head, maybe that is the key. No, I'm yeah, not. Just, make, just, uh, just make like the fish head a little warped or something. <laughs> I'm gonna figure something out because, or maybe do I, it I like know. do like kind of like take like the um, make it kind of like invisible, like kind of make it not as clear as all the other ones or whatever so it's like she's barely there <laughs> oh. it's like just a little shadow in the background a ghost be like is there something back a there a ghost fish yeah is that, ghost oh, that's fish <laughs> ghost fish <laughs> bless her heart she's so irrelevant it's like just, ghost fish for the rest of ghost the fish it's like here comes ghost fish <laughs> I just don't know how you are on a game like this and you're that irrelevant. Like even SB who has not is in a similar situation is so much more relevant. Like it's so weird to me. Moving on, DX tries to talk to Sarah Beth. He's like, he's pretty good at these conversations sometimes, but SB was giving him nothing. And this just confirmed to him that he was in danger. And Hannah knows he's in danger too. And she wants for him to win Vito. But she's also conflicted because she advised him not to play in the roulette competition, but she's feeling like she doesn't want him to go as well. And she knows that she needs to do what's best for the cookout, but for her personal game, she knows that DX is what she needs to stay. So it's such a confusing moment for her. Then we move on to the veto competition. <laughs> I'm sorry, the way you just said, like, it's such a confusing moment for her. Anyway, so we move on to the veto competition. And like, <laughs> it's like, poor girl. Mm, sorry, girl. Sorry, like, girl. Why do they call her Chahada? Or Not ch- what do they call her? How do, what do they call her? Chahada. Not Chahada. The way you said that was hilarious. Chahada. Well, uh, what do they call her? Uh, last is name is Chada. 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 Okay, got yeah. it. I was like, why are they calling her that? Because I feel like this is like the first week that they've done that on television, right? Because I'm like, I've never heard this. A hundred percent. They, my aunt even said the same thing. She was like, who is Chada? And I was like, it's Hannah. It's yeah. her last name. And the same thing with, with uh, Derek, because they were calling him Baby D on the show too. And she was like, who is Baby D? And I was like, it's, it's Derek X. Um, mm-hmm. But they they all have like these little nicknames. And so, but they haven't used a lot of them on the show. So I was wondering if the casuals were like, what is, who is a Chada? 
I mean, I caught on really fast, but at first I was like, what? <laughs> when, where, why? Obviously not well enough because I caught her chahada. <laughs> Extra chahada. syllables never hurt nobody. It's fine. Chahada. Um, so we move <laughs> on to the veto competition and it's an individually timed competition and players have to set up a domino path and they have to make them all fall and hit each other and eventually hitting a buzzer at the end, clocking in their time. And they have different paths that they can take. And on each path, there are different prizes and punishments that they can take. They have to figure out which punishments they're willing to take. And the quickest path has the, the most detrimental, I guess you could say, punishment. And the punishments include BB bankruptcy, where they lose all their BB bucks, strategy shutdown when they're in solitary confinement, third nominee where they have to be a third nominee in the next week that they're not HOH, or a veto disadvantage. And then there were prizes that included like, I think up to $10,000 in BB bucks. And so everybody pretty much goes for the veto except for Big D. And I was like, you better do what you got to do, Big D. <laughs> I mean, at this point, why? Like, why? I mean- He's not even, like, who cares? Like, is he even in that? He's just there, you know? Like, he's just having a good old time. Just whatever. Let him be in his own little world. He truly is in his own little world. That's how I think about him. Because I I personally don't like him. He annoys the shit out of me. But I'm getting through it by just being like, just let him be in the- like, let him be happy in his own head, you know? Like, who cares? It reminds me of, like, when you're at a restaurant and all the parents are looking at the menu and then they come and bring the child's menu. I feel like his game is, like, the child's menu of the game that we're playing. <laughs> like, he's playing the game, but he thinks he's playing something completely different, so it's his own little thing that he's doing himself. <laughs> Bless his heart. You get four nuggets instead of ten. Because <laughs> you can't handle it. And here's some crayons. <laughs> So everybody goes for, so Big D is going for these prizes. He ended up getting $7,500 and a hundred BB bucks. And I was like, you better get what you came for. You might as well, right? Right. Um, If you can't get 750, you might as well get (laughs) (laughs) 7,500. Cut off a few of them zeros. It's still the same thing, you know. It's the same thing, girl. You still got the seven and the five. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. That's the first thing I thought of. Congratulations on your seven and your five. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Uh, Don't spend it all in one place. You rich. <laughs> um, then we get that moment that you brought up earlier where Sarah Beth tells America that they can wipe their butts with the BB bucks because <laughs> they didn't give her none anyway. <laughs> I truly loved it. I was like, please talk shit to America. Like, I just (laughs) love it. Especially because of all the things of, like, seeing everyone being upset about, like, the cookout and all this stuff. But yet, Sarah Beth is the one talking shit to y'all. Like, I just love it. It's so (laughs) funny. And I was like, go off, girl. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them again. Uh Um, So Xavier ends up winning the power of veto. And I was actually surprised that nobody else went through that straight, easy path. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that you don't want to have to take some of these punishments. Claire, girl, you were on the block. Like, maybe you should just do whatever it takes to get this veto to protect yourself. I feel like if I was in this game, I would do exactly what Xavier did. Because I'm not trying to be in danger. Yeah, but Xavier knows he's in a better spot. You know, Claire doesn't really... Claire's been on the block for the past two weeks. Like, who knows? Third chance, maybe That's you're true. gone. Where, like, X knows, like, I can be the third nomination because the chances of someone in the cookout winning is extremely high right now. 
they're not going to vote me out. Like I have them behind me so I can easily just be sitting up there as a third and it won't affect me. That's true. But you could also win HOH next week and you could also try to put yourself in a position to prevent people from voting you out if you're on the block. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. <laughs> right. But I'm but saying with Claire, because they wanted to end up flipping this vote. Claire could have gone home this week. And if she would have tried to win that veto, she could have taken herself down. I would much wow. rather be a third nominee than evicted. So it's like. I mean, but I think, again, in Claire's position, I feel like if you're up against someone like Derek X, there's no way that you go home. You know, like there's a chance, but it's slim to none. That's true. But this is Big Brother. And especially with Derek X, she knows that. Derek is close with Hannah and close with Tiffany. And I know she's close with them as well, but mm-hmm. you just never know. I can never really, put my safety know. in anybody else's hands if I had the opportunity to, to save myself. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I was her, I I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel weird about it because usually I feel weird. And even like with um, Sarah Beth, if she would have went for the money, even though she's fucking HOH, I would have still felt weird about it. You know, yeah. and so I was like, okay, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you're going for the veto right now. Like, good for you for doing the right thing <laughs> for one. Um, but <laughs> no, just during the veto competitions, like I told you, I just like, I just don't like people who go for money. Like, it's like you're playing a game. Derek F, again, he's in his own world. I don't care. Um, what about Aza? Do you think Aza should have went for the money? No, because she wanted to take X off. And you know what? If I have to hear one more time, I like, middle school crush i'm gonna get so fucking pissed like let it go girl like just let it go at this point it's pathetic it's a mess it makes her look bad and it's stupid like it's like are we supposed to laugh at it because i feel bad for you you know like i don't find it cute and funny um but i mean but if you have a crush on somebody you can't help that like it just is what it is it is what it is but it's just kind of like come up with like a new like way to say it i don't know what is it analogy is, <laughs> not a new way to say it <laughs> is it a new analogy is that analogy am i using that correctly uh, I sure metaphor just analogy figure, i'm starting to get tipsy just figure it out girl <laughs> 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 go find a man that loves you but uh, i also think she doesn't have like much of a storyline sometimes and this has like been a running thing so she's holding on to it and i respect it she's your- gone so they don't have her saving her exactly like, get your screen her- time girl her entire Big Brother house experience was her trying to save Britney, and now that Britney's gone, there's no like no there's no need for Aza. Bless it. Well, I hope she can so find sad. a need. I love Aza, and I need her to step it up. Well, I saw. I mean, I saw that she was praying. So hopefully. Oh, that was through. so sweet last <laughs> night. She was. That was so mm-hmm. sweet. But she also, I saw an update saying that she was gonna stop <laughs> talking about <laughs> that she was gonna stop praying. No. <laughs> <laughs> God, I've had enough. I'm not praying anymore. No. <laughs> You're not. I gave you 24 hours and you didn't answer. <laughs> I still lost the veto, Lord. I'm out of here. It'd it be like that sometimes, you know? You gotta go through the hard stuff. No, she said that she is kind of, she's gonna stop with Xavier because he doesn't like her. And she said she likes guys that want to chase her and that want her. And so she doesn't, she knows that she needs to stop. So she's, she's quite Good. self-aware. Good for her. Yeah. She shouldn't be chasing after him if he don't want her. Absolutely not. And so she's a beautiful girl. Like, look, I like gorgeous. I like Aza. I like Aza. I just don't like her in the game. And again, it is strictly from a game thing that I don't like her 
and it was all because of Britney. If Britney wouldn't have been in the game and Ozzy would have just played, I think I would have appreciated Ozzy so much more. But I just feel like she wasted so much of her time and wasted so much of her, like, the trust in the people in her team or whatever, you know, by trying to save this, like, person. And so that's what irritates me when I talk (laughs) about her. It's not that I don't like Ozzy. I do. I wish her the best. I really... I think I would have enjoyed her in a different season with different people if she didn't do dumb shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the way the stars align this season, I'm like, "Mm, no. Did you see that she's friends with Candace from Potomac? And Candace has been has been um yes, yes. supporting her for BB Bucks. Wait, hold <laughs> I like, up. Yes. I, like I said, I'm starting to get tipsy, and you can't bring up Candace <laughs> <laughs> without me wanting to talk about it. Because <laughs> look, everyone hates Candace, but I love Candace so much. She is this season, I would say she's easily the funniest person with her one-liners absolutely I still, I, Hands I still down. Feel like Karen and Giselle like they still carry the show like I mean without them we couldn't have Potomac so like their beef will always be there I don't think that they hate each other I think they just do it for the show yeah but Candace and her one-liners have been killing me and I'm so <laughs> glad that they did not kick her off after the whole Monique shit like because I'm like, if I didn't have these moments this season, like, I would not be enjoying it as much as I am. She is gold this season. Seriously. I can't wait for her little <laughs> album to come out. She got a song with Tracy Braxton. She- <laughs> Candace knows all the famous people. Come on, Trey Birds. Asa, Tracy Braxton, Trey Birds. <laughs> she plays with all the flops. <laughs> <laughs> Blessed Jesus. <laughs> we are, I'm a Candace Stan. What are Candace Stans called? The Dillards. <laughs> Isn't that a bird or something? No, that's Mallard. Mallard. Um, anyway, the Dillards. Dillard's is a, <laughs> Dillard's is a <laughs> department <laughs> store. You know what? And I'm buying everything Candace is selling. <laughs> we the shoppers. Candace and the shoppers. <laughs> Please, someone. Say, I know. I know her DMs are not that busy. Someone send this to her Stop. and let her know that she has got a stand in me. You got a stand in me. <laughs> you got a stand in me. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love you. Got a stand in me. That needs to be made. We need a Julie Girl album. <laughs> sweating you i really need to be drunk during all these podcasts <laughs> enjoy it so much more oh, but yes Ooh, anyway candace um candace. and aza are friends so i love that but i do i do i do fully agree with you that candace is such a standout this season this last episode was so funny because of her one-liner she had me cracking up the whole time she said you and your milk you need to get out (laughs) (laughs) your big old feet But she reminds me of like Portia. I feel like there was a moment when Portia like came into her uh, her own Mm -hmm. and like became like that girl on a season where she was really like Mm -hmm. running, running those confessionals. So it's nice to see Candace step into that because 
she really I just was want to a be, mess. No, last season Candace was horrible, and honestly, Candace has been horrible the entire time she's been on the show. This is like the first time that I feel like you can really enjoy her. I just like I'm scared for her storyline. I don't know how I feel about her and her husband, um, and their strength. And I'm kind. Of, I don't want to get into the bad stuff. Not their strength. But at the same time, I die at her outside in the grass. I can't wait until this episode tomorrow. She out there trying to do her choreography and shit. I was like, no, girl, stop. I can't she got a music video to do it together. together. She got two music videos, not even one, two. And I was like, you ain't even got a song. So what music videos are we doing? Like, what? She got an album, sir, with Tracy Braxton. Hello. I know. I know. I was like, when does it come out? Has it come out yet? Let me look. I don't know. But I know you'll know soon because you are a Trey Bird through and through. Oh, she has a song called Drive Back. It came out July 9th. Fuck, I'm late. <laughs> Distributed by E1 Nashville. Okay. I don't know what that is. but E1 is E1 an independent Nashville. label. That's what Tamar was. I, there's a lot of people signed to E1 now. It's like once you kind of flop or you don't really have a something steady, a lot of people go to E1 because they be looking for anybody. Oh, I'm trying to go to E1. I'll go to E2. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Look at you drive back. I can't wait to listen to this. I'll let y'all know how I think about it last tomorrow, <laughs> next week. <laughs> Forgot <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, but yes, let's jump back into PB. <laughs> wait, before we do, can I go refill my wine glass? Thanks. <laughs> you gotta stand in me. You gotta stand in me. I was laughing at you gotta stand in me. <laughs> I love I was, that. I was singing it the whole time you was gone. <laughs> oh, were you really? Yes. <laughs> you gotta stand in me. <laughs> it's so that. funny. It's so good. <laughs> So Xavier won the power of veto and he had to endure BB bankruptcy. He lost all his BB bucks. He had to endure strategy shutdown, which for the 24 hours before the live eviction, he had to be in solitary confinement and he was only released to come down and vote. And then he also has to be the third nominee the next week he's not HOH. Claire was hurt that she let the team down and she was so sad. She was crying in the shower and DX was trying to comfort her and Tiffany came in and gave her a, a beautiful pitch and like was really trying to to support her girl but also like girl I might have to send you home in the back of her head I was like I know that's right Tiffany <laughs> she is there to play the game Claire knows that DX is going to go up on the block now and Tiffany is hurt that both Claire and DX will be on the block together because they are her two closest allies outside of the cookout and Tiffany wants to try to get Sarah Beth to put Hannah up beside Claire because she thinks Claire will go over Hannah and she feels like she would rather keep DX which is so cutthroat, but also I love it. Mm -hmm. Even though like Hannah is her best friend in the house. I mean, Claire is her best friend in the house, but like she knows DX could be a lot more beneficial to her long-term game. And I respect that a lot. I mean, you have to do what you have to do. Absolutely. Um, She tries to get Hannah on the block, but it doesn't work. Then we get a segment where the house guests are packing kits for the American Red Cross. And I appreciated seeing this segment, especially because I want more segments like this. Like I want the house guests to do more things and I wanted them to be involved in different, different things. I wish they had more like 
sponsored segments that weren't cr- uh, cringy or so overt to the point that you're like, we don't really need to see this. But I feel like it could be really cool if they if they actually worked with some businesses to do different things. So I appreciated that. I mean, they have so much time. Why not have them do something good while they're in the house sitting around doing nothing? You know, like they don't need all that time to talk about the game. Like they can be doing something for an hour to a day that's like helpful. Absolutely. Even though that ends up sounding like they in jail and they ain't got a choice. (laughs) But I mean, (laughs) you know, they ain't got a choice. Like, I don't know. But it's true. It's like, why not? Again, I mean, as some blood is a very weird thing for me, though. The Red Cross is like a, as a gay man, I'm just kind of like, mm, when it comes to that, I mean, I know it's so necessary and it's so important, but I would have had a few words to say before I packed any of those bags. <laughs> right. No, you mentioned that to me before, and I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wonder how they would handle something like that because, yeah. you know, they're, the Red Cross doesn't have to do this, you know? So I wonder mm-hmm. if they, I doubt that they would even allow that to make it to air or to like the feeds that they would probably cut that but i do think that's a really interesting thing especially because there are so many lgbt people in the house this season and i would be Mm -hmm. interested in hearing those perspectives you know i love i love charity i love giving back and and all of that but there's also another side to it especially when it's affecting people that are in the house you know so yeah no i totally thought that was a great point that you made but I, I also would like to see prizes and punishments. I think it makes it so interesting. And I love that they didn't say that Big D won all that money, even though everybody knew he won. But I think it's cool that they put these things into play because it does, it could cause a sense of paranoia and some other thoughts and dynamics going into things. And I wish more of their competitions had these prizes and these punishments that you could get. Like almost, I think it would be cool if every competition had some form of prize or punishment in some way. Like if you were doing something, you could stumble upon something and win something. I think it would just add another flavor to these experiences. And I would love to see more of that. I mean, this would have been the perfect season to do that. You know, you know, a whole like, casino on the a beach, whole casino <laughs> on the beach, cabana walls, got prizes behind them, you know, like the missed opportunities. It makes me sad. I don't even want to talk about it because it just pisses me off. And uh, the missed opportunities, that, that is one thing in life that bothers me more than anything is a missed opportunity. Even when it comes to something small, like even if I create something and I'm like, oh, I love this. And then I show people and then I realize there's something else I could do. I hate that. I'm like, I should have thought about this beforehand. I hate a missed opportunity. So it is driving me crazy this season that Big Brother did not take it all the way there because they really could have. This could have been so interesting just by like the, the, the setup of the game. And oh, I wish they would have done it. It would have been so great and so easy. It's just right there in their face. So anyway, we move on to the eviction episode and the majority of this episode is about the flip. Tiffany approaches Aza and Hannah about trying to flip this vote. And then we get Hannah running back to Xavier and telling him about it. And I was like, Hannah, girl, this ain't what we supposed to do. But I also understood because she knows that DX needs to go. And so she kind of gets X. So Xavier gets to work making sure that people know that DX is the one that needs to go this week. And he starts to convince everybody. And he knows that Tiffany's not going to be that easy to convince. 
Hannah says that she keeps having to persuade people in the six to keep, to send DX home. And she starts feeling some type of way about it. And she's like, he's my person. If anybody should be getting emotional over this, it should be me. And she was really saying this about Tiffany. Tiffany finds out about it and she is uncomfortable about it because she's like, look, we all have personal connections to everybody in this house. So I can feel some type of way about DX going just because he's your partner doesn't mean I can't care about him. But she eventually apologizes and they squash everything and then move forward. And But it's still a little uncomfortable because Tiffany's like, ring-a-ling-a-ling, ring-a-ling-a-ling. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, the phone started ringing. I had to move a phone into my room to plug it into our internet because we changed companies and it has to be plugged in. So that's why there's a phone in here ringing now. So Tiffany starts to get frustrated because she knows that the six needs to get rid of DX because that's their best shot at making it to the six. But for her own personal game, she knows that DX being around is really beneficial for her and for the women, for Hannah, for Aza, for Claire, he'd be there to fight for all of them. And he probably wouldn't be putting any of them on the block. And she knows this. And the more she sees Xavier get close to Alyssa and start to protect Alyssa, and she sees SB with Kai, and Kai protect SB, and Kai win that HOH the week he didn't need to win because he was trying to protect SB, and all of these things happening, it's making her more uncomfortable because even though they're in the six and they're on even playing field, those other girls have men that are protecting them. And the girls on the in the cookout don't have any strong men that are protecting them that wouldn't, when they get down to the six, help to get them further into the game. And I do think that this is something... Whenever you say the six, I think of Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Running through the with six my with my woes. You know how that should go. You know how that should go? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Continue. Please go on. <laughs> so... What was I saying? Um, Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to shut up. No, don't shut up. I like it. Um, Black IP, shut up. Shut up, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) So she knows that once they get into the six, the men are probably going to have an upper hand. And I know that this is something she probably should have been thinking about a couple of weeks ago. And I'm pretty sure she was. But that's the beauty of this season for me is that these people go back and forth with their feelings so much because the dynamic of the six, the the dynamic of the cookout is something completely different than we've ever really seen because they know what's best for their personal games. Then they know what's best for the cookout. And then they have to balance all of those different feelings and thoughts with what they're actually doing. And then they, on top of that, they have real relationships with these people. And the farther they get in this, in this season, the closer these bonds get. So it really does bring a lot into play. And so as as much as it's comfortable criticizing them, I also think they're up against something that most people that have played this game have never been up against. And I think we have to take that into consideration when we do criticize some parts of their games. And really just like their, their, their game as a whole, like it's a lot to consider and it is a major sacrifice. And for the rest of this season, I'm going to hammer in how much of a sacrifice the six of them are making to make this happen because it is, it is, I can only imagine how difficult whenever DX got evicted, Hannah and Tiffany had a conversation and Hannah was crying and she was like, I wish I liked people in the six as much as I like DX. It would make this so much easier. And I thought that was so powerful because I understood it so well. Like it's not about 
their relationships. And it's not about that. They, they've all set their mind to what they wanted and they're all down to make it happen. And they're having to go against their heart on every level to make it happen. And that is so difficult. Like I can barely do that in real life, let alone in the big brother house, like with that much yeah. money on the line, it is a lot. So I just don't want people to lose track of that because there's a lot of people who are so comfortable saying, well, I want the guys gone. I want this gone. La, la, la. We have never had six black people in this house ever in the history of this show in 21 years it's not happened. We can't take our eyes off that. That's the overarching storyline of this season. It's it's fascinating to me. And I want to talk about, I feel like I've talked about it so much, but there's still so much I feel like I haven't gotten into. It's so interesting to me. Um, I, that's, I'm, I'm low-key ready for the season to end because I am interested to hear how they experience this. And I can't wait to hear I'm all of that. Scared. Why? I'm scared when they have to turn on each other. Why? Like, because like I don't know what's gonna happen, and like honestly, like I don't know. It's just scary. Like I, I want all of them to win. You know, I know. Minus Derek. I F. really like all of them. Minus Derek. F. Like he can obviously be the first one gone. Honestly, Ozzy can go out after him. I want Ozzy at else, the end. I want Hannah and Tiff at the end. If I could pick two people to be at the end together, I want Tiffany and Hannah. I agree. Or Tiffany and Xavier. I agree. Those two, those two comps. That's it. That's, I want one of those Tiffany three to win. To, Tiffany has to make it to the end. If she doesn't make it to the end, I will be so fucking pissed because as much as Xavier has kept everyone together in a calm way, Tiffany is the strategy behind all of it. Like none of them would have got there without her, in my opinion, from what I've seen on like television. I agree, Loki. Like Tiffany is. I mean, I have done nothing but celebrate her and I want to continue to celebrate her because I think she is one of the most unique and interesting people we've seen in this house in a long time. And she has everything it takes to be an incredible player. And well, I, mean, I, am... I think regardless of whether she wins or not, she is going to come back. Like I hope she's so. the BB legend now. Like there's no way that they can have another like all-star season and not have her. I agree. Like, unless her life just was in the way, you know, having children, right. working, stuff like that. Like, I feel like you would have to bring Tiffany back. I feel like, I mean, her game is just so thought out. Like, you just don't see it the way that, like, you don't see people do it the way that she's done it this entire season. Nope. You don't. And there's a lot of people that are discrediting her. And I mean, I don't know how. I feel like it's so obvious. And mm-hmm. I feel like she, she is relentless. She is relentless in her pursuit to play this game. And I live for it like every day, day in and day out. You know, some days she has she has some some off days where she struggles a little bit. But also we are human beings. So it's understandable for people to get emotional. And you've never been in a situation where you've had to deal with these emotions on top of being strategic yeah. and trying to think about all these things. I'm giving grace. I get it. I'm way more apt to give a person like Tiffany some grace for that than I am to give some other people who are not doing half of what she's doing. Well, she plays the type of game that I would like think to think that I would play if I was in that house. You know, like, yes. it's just so thought out so thought out and as someone who is very type a and controlling like i understand how she can come across as like rude but i also understand the thought press the the thought process that goes behind someone who is type a and who is like low-key controlling but also just trying to play the fucking game you know like right i get it and so i think that that's why i'm so drawn to her because i'm like 
honestly, this is the type of game that I would like to think that I would play if I was in the house. I mean, honestly, I'd probably get in there and pull a Frenchie, but like, <laughs> I would like to think that I would have Tiffany's game where like, yeah, I'm fucking rubbing people the wrong way sometimes, but like, ultimately I'm like, you know, on top of everything. And like, I don't have any like off moments. Like I'm constantly thinking about the game and how we can move forward and blah, blah, blah. I agree. Putting other people's game in my hands as well, you know, and trying to tell people what they need to do. Because, it's, I mean, that's truly what she's doing. Absolutely. And so it's, it's very strange. I don't know. But I, I like her. I'm inspired by it. I would think I would want to play a game like her, but I'm also learning a lot from her because I am not a forward person like that. I don't think I could be as forward as Tiffany is in this house and as open with the way she talks game. I feel like she talks deeper game to more people than I think I've ever seen somebody talk. Like she is not afraid to talk game with pretty much everybody in that house. And that is such a special quality because I know for me, when I've played, you know, orgs or whatever, I like to keep information to myself and I like to play for myself. Like I'm very selfish in these games and I know that's a, mm-hmm. a, a tough thing to do, but I think it's incredible to see her, how she is doing this because she's so open with so much information and it shows that she like it. It's just, it's, it's brilliant to watch. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but when I was playing survivor <laughs> before I got kicked off, um, I felt like I was very, with the people that I was close with, I was very open. I shared everything with them. I really didn't hold anything back, you know? And I I feel like I would play, I feel like I would play a Tiffany game if I was in the house. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I get to see it someday. A little, a little bit of friend. I can't know because like I take anxiety medication, so they won't let me all. (laughs) Isn't that a thing? I don't know. They be letting people have all kinds of medicines. You saw that whole bag of medicine that Brittany had. I don't know what she had in it, but there's oh, a... I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't see that. You can take medicine in the diary room. Oh, I didn't. I thought you couldn't. I thought you had to be like a perfect human being in order to get in the house. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the exact qualifications like, are. Yeah. I thought I read something because like, I mean, obviously I've thought about it before, but on it, like, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's doable for me because I want my job, you know, like I don't want to have to like, I don't have like a job that I can leave for a a few months and then come back and still have it. And I don't really want to, I don't want to risk it to be gone in week one, you know? So I just don't think I'm in, I don't think I'm a place in my, I'm too old. I'm too old to do that shit. It's crazy because I feel, no, because I feel like I'm like 21, like all these people on there, you know? I I would rather play as an older person. Much younger. I would they much rather so play. Old. I would much rather play Big Brother as an older person. I Tiffany's 40 I mean, years old. I think it's amazing I to know. see how she's fitting in with these younger people and it, the, her age is not even a question in that house. I kind of feel like I would have similar energy. I don't have I don't feel like I'm ever going to feel as old as I'm going to get. <laughs> it's easier when you're out of college and you like are looking for jobs and shit to just disappear for 3 months. <laughs> you do it. I do this podcast by myself. <laughs> a what? A one man show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Julie, girl. <laughs> it's literally me just shitting on you the entire episode. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I think I think next year is going to be the first time that I actually audition. What song are you going to sing? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cut it out. <laughs> I miss this. This is like what used to make our podcast fun. I feel like I should be drunk every episode. 
No. <laughs> Seriously, what song are you gonna sing? I'm not singing nothing. I have nothing to sing. Oh, I have nothing by Whitney. Mm-hmm. I have nothing. Okay. What if I also tried out and didn't tell you, and we both came in the house at the same time? <laughs> That would be crazy. <laughs> no, we would vote each other out. We've already had this conversation. We so have. Many times. Like, I truly I would, would literally, I don't know. I would have to like feel your energy when we got in that house. Because I'm going to tell you, if I walked in, the first thing I saw was you, I would be like, we have to get him out immediately. <laughs> Unless you came, because I wouldn't turn on you, but I don't I would not. You. I would not turn on you. I swear mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I believe. Zachary, I believe. if we were... No, no. If we were doing it, you would 100% turn on me and I would be the one looking stupid. And that's what I'm scared of because I know me and I would be fucking loyal, but I don't trust you. That is your so own self-conscious. You know what? And I'm insecure as fuck. So unless we got <laughs> in the house and you, <laughs> I will admit that. So unless we got into that house and you said some like real pretty words to me, <laughs> you would be my first target. <laughs> You're so raggedy. Listen, if we had that much money on the line, I am not getting rid of you. You are a tool for me and we are getting to the end and we are going to win. One of us are going to win, period. Do you know uh, the power that I mean, we, please, I would never do that. I The value in having somebody you can trust 100%, that's invaluable. I would never get rid of you until we got to the very end. If I go and beat you, then you might have to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I would take you out. Halfway through. I, I would take you, you out to dinner <laughs> after I won, you know. I got no, you, Zach. We would, see, this is it. We would cut each other. We can never be, no. Anyway, it's fun to think about. Ha ha. Ha ha. I honestly, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be in one space for three months. I would go insane. I could absolutely I would do literally, it. I would just want to go in there just to be in the house and say that I was on Big Brother and to experience it for like a week or two. But I think I would like self-evict and be like, bye guys. <laughs> I oh got something gosh. to do. I got a concert to go to tonight. <laughs> Get your life. If I was in there, I would I would be like, I would think I would do, I think you would be okay because I could talk you off the ledge every time. But if I didn't have you, no one would talk me off the ledge. <laughs> you would it would literally be Blast. me at the top. I would I would run out of the HOH room and like jump off into the kitchen. <laughs> God bless. Be like, I'm gonna do it. If you say you're not gonna vote me out, I'm gonna do it. I can see me. I, <laughs> I can see me. Just kidding. They don't give them alcohol anymore. I would be fine. I'm completely normal and boring when I'm sober. Okay. <laughs> Let's I'm jump kidding. back Sorry. into BB. <laughs> okay, so where was I? This is what you guys have been missing for the past like two years <laughs> while I was sober, not drinking on these podcasts. Right. We, our episodes used to be so long and now I remember why. <laughs> Right, <laughs> <laughs> because we'd be talking about nonsense, and it'd be so funny that I'd be like, "I'm just gonna leave this in." <laughs> Three hours it's later, so good though. Whatever, you don't have to listen to a podcast in one sitting. You can listen to it throughout the week. It's fine. absolutely. So Tiffany talks to Aza, and she tells her that they need to start looking at their end game. That the guys would probably beat them, and I know that we've talked about this in a sense, but. This season feels like it's coming down to the cookout men versus the cookout women. And how do you think this is going to go? I mean, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I feel like the women will come out on top over the men. I hope so. Because I don't see, I don't see X choosing 
Derek F over like a Tiffany or an Aza. Derek F is the 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 person that I can't see them choosing over someone else, you know? But he's so easy to beat, they think. So I feel like they're going to take him to the end because he's easy to beat. But I also think that he could end up going out in the triple or the if whatever we're going to have. Like, I think that that could be an easy out for him. So it's going to be interesting to see how that goes down because that triple eviction is going to say a lot. About Watch him win it. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, I truly don't want him to win anything. Me either. <laughs> he won that money. Go ahead. That's, That's all you get. That's 75. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're 75. You're good. Someone, give someone else a 75. You already got your 75. <laughs> get about it. <laughs> get about it. Um, I hate that this conversation has started the way that it has. Because even Twitter is very, you're either pro the cookout men or you're pro the cookout women. And it's already getting oh, very tense. Cookout women. I am too low-key, but I'm also team Xavier. So I'm 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 honestly cool with this playing out however it plays out as long as Derek Frazier doesn't win. So it's weird because I want to see the mission see itself out. And then after that, it is what it is. But I'm also of the mind now that. You know, I just want them to do what they think is best for their games. If somebody does make a move, I'm cool with that. Also, I feel a lot better that Tiffany won this HOH, that we see that Tiffany can win a competition like this. And I think it shows me that she she could potentially win some of these mental comps when it comes down to the end. So hopefully the women can pull out some wins when they need to towards the end and make some big decisions. And I think that would be really incredible to see. And that's what I want to see. And we're just going to have to hope for the best. But I... I well, this is where we hope that... Okay, Sarah Beth goes home this week. We hope that Claire wins next week. Tiffany can tell Claire to get up like Kylan and Derek F or something. And then one of them go home. And then look, the girls have the numbers. They get Claire out and there you go. I mean, I get that. But that's why I'm like... I know you want the... You want the cookout at the six, but right. honestly, if you don't want the men against the women three on three, you want that upper hand. No, I totally get it. And on a personal level, that's what I want, what I want, and I'm cool with that. But on the level of what we're dealing with this season, they've come so far together and they've done such a good job that I want to see them see this out. I want to see this house be six black people that played this game all the way through from day one and saw the strategy out. I think that would be incredible. And I think they deserve that after what they've been able to pull off. So as much as I want to see the women come out on top, I also want to see this mission really become what it was meant to be from this, from the start. So it is, it's such a weird spot to be in and I'd be rocking back and forth. Like, I don't know what I feel, what I want. It's, it's a lot. You know, at the end of the day, though, I am thankful to have these problems because, child, it could be different. So I'm going to be happy with, with however this goes, and I'm hoping for the best. And I'm thankful that we've even had the opportunity to see this happen. And it makes me very hopeful for the future. And I think that's where I'm going to have to stand, even though it's kind of a cop out. But whatever. <laughs> so Tiffany says her Oz and Hannah would be a fair fight in the end. And they really want to see that happen. She thinks that the guys are going to want to take credit for everything. And she reiterates that she is the one that came up with the master plan. So they better put some respect on Miss Tiffany Monique Mitchell, period. Then we get Xavier and he is finally ready for his strategy shutdown. He gets locked in the have not room and he's up there for 24 hours. 
Uh, I didn't really watch much of it on the feeds, but I saw that he like made this little friend and he was talking to this little friend the whole time. And I was just like, that's interesting. But they didn't show none of that on the episode. So I was like, you did all that for nothing. (laughs) He really thought he was going to get a segment. So then with Xavier in jail, Tiffany tries to flip the vote and she tells DX that he needs to convince Aza to give him a sympathy vote and that she needs him in this game. And so DX goes to Aza and talks with her and pitches his situation to her. And it really lands with Aza to the point that Aza's really thinking this over. She's like, I may need to keep DX here. Like she really knows that he could be beneficial for her long-term game. And I really thought that there was potential for this to happen. And I love that DX was saying that he knows that he's not long for this game, but he wants to see Tiffany, Hannah, and Aza go far in this game. And I really believe him. Like, I really do think that he meant that. And that's one reason I really love him. And I I appreciate him as a person because I felt like that was really genuine. And as much as the game is game, there's also like a really solid level of like companionship from those people and a lot of a lot of them with dx i feel like he was such a beautiful common denominator between so many different people and he built really great connections with them and that made me feel really really good and i loved seeing that he was just such a fun person like ah i love him so fun and so kind i'm so happy he was on this season he was a great choice even though he is an instagrammer his personality to me feels much different than a lot of the, the social media people that we usually get like they usually don't have a personality that i care to see you're going to be buying all his shit. I'm definitely not. <laughs> but people was buying up his his sweater, though. Like, that hoodie has been sold out, and people really want that hoodie. I was like, y'all Wait, do he's got so a hoodie? much. He wore this hoodie from, from Abercrombie or something, and it wasn't his hoodie, but it's the hoodie he's been wearing, and everybody wants the hoodie now. Oh, that's stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... I can't talk. Because of Janelle, I use fucking um, that, like, blood face mask like every right week. I still why are you talking literally thank you janelle if janelle <laughs> janelle if you're listening thank you she's not <laughs> so we get to the live eviction and i really appreciated Derek x's pitch like he told the house look there's i would cracked up that he said there's somebody in here playing a nicole f game and he was talking about sb and he was like i want to be here to help those on the outside and the things that he said were really impactful. And I do think if he w- they would have put in more groundwork, that there could have been a really strong sway. And I wish that we could have seen that. But we get to the eviction and they all vote. And here come Xavier out of solitary confinement with this Afro on. And he then looshes himself up and he is strolling down the hallway upstairs so slow. I was like, if you don't bring your ass on here and let us get this vote over. I loved it though. <laughs> As much as I wanted him to speed it up, I was like, slow it down. Like, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. Again, we've already talked about this, but just seeing him do like a character or anything, like it was just so unexpected that like, I just enjoyed it so much. I love people surprising me. Yes. We get to the eviction and Derek X is evicted by a vote of two to five. But I was shocked that Kylan voted to keep Derek X. And I was so upset at first because I was like, had Tiffany stuck with this flip and actually got Aza on board, this flip really would have happened. 
because those were the only two votes they needed to make him stay. And they both wanted him there. Had they been able to get on the same page, he would have still been in that house right now and Claire would be out. And I really wish that we would have seen that. I think it would have it would have brought some excitement to the season, which a lot of people are saying is boring. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people would have been happy because they love Derek X. So I really, really wanted to see that. And I was so bummed that it didn't go through. Do you think that these flips not happening are a detriment to Tiffany's game or to Tiffany as a player? I, I don't, I don't know how it's going to affect her game. I'm, I'm scared for her because I think once people start thinking about it, they're going to see that she's like been the mastermind behind a lot of this shit. For sure. And whether or not she makes other people feel like they are the ones coming up with the idea. I think she's very good at that. I think eventually it's going to come out like, yo, Tiffany's kind of running this, you know, and she's going to become target number one. And I don't want that. During Kylan's HOH, there were a lot of people that said that Tiffany was influential. And that started a process of people realizing that Tiffany was playing a really good game. But seeing these flips not go through, people have been like feeling that maybe she lost her steam and she's not as influential as she thinks. So it could work in her favor in the long run. But I don't necessarily think that it's a detriment to her game because I have seen people say that Tiffany thinks that people are hyping up Tiffany and she's overrated because she's saying that she's going to flip the house, but she actually never follows through with it and gets it done. So she's not as strong of a player as she thinks she is. But I think that she is capable of doing these flips. But I also think that you have to take into account that she's playing with a big alliance and she has to think about those things as well. And that comes into play. If she was fully playing for herself, I feel like it would be a completely different story. I don't feel like she would back down as easy as she's been backing down this season. Well, that's it. I think that Tiffany knows when to step back. Yes. And I think that makes an even better player because if you do keep pushing, you might just mess everything up. But if you know when to stop, I think it's okay. And especially with Claire being the person that she would have been voting out. Claire is equally as strong of a player on a, in a sense, she might not be competing as well in these competitions, but she's still viable. And so I think she definitely has to maintain that relationship. If she doesn't know for sure that Derek X is going to stay, it's kind of dangerous to take that leap and not know, even though this is a big risk, big reward season, that's a big risk to take without knowing if that vote is actually going to go through and knowing that people know that you were trying to flip this vote and could hold that against you. So I don't personally well, I think, think in any other season, Claire and Derek X would be two people that she'd be working with. You know, if the cookout yes. wasn't a thing, those are two of her like top people. So it's hard for her, you know, like, what do you do? Both of them sure. are on there. So you got to figure out and one, yeah, you can like push, but you're going to be pushing and pissing people off, you know, right. like what's the point? It's just at that point, it's like, you, you just take it. Like you're going to take a loss. Like, you have to lose one of them just which one is going to affect you the less and like uh, the least and like yeah having x may be better for her because he's better at competitions but there's no guarantee that he's going to win anything you know true like just being good at competitions doesn't mean you're going to win so why piss people off trying to save him when you can just kind of go with the flow have claire at least you still have claire figure it out from there exactly it rhymes (laughs) You right about that. <laughs> Dr. Seuss over here. 
Shut up. <laughs> the noteworthy thing from the interview was the fact that Kylan mentioned the fact that he had been working with a big alliance this season, and that's why he made the decision he did. And the cookout has said that they were not going to mention the cookout to anybody in their goodbye messages, but Kylan's the first person that alluded to it. So Derek X now is trying to figure out who these people are that were working together, and he hasn't fully figured it out, but he does know that there is something in the house that he's unaware of. So it's going to be interesting as people come to the jury that they are going to start figuring this out. But at the same time, once they get down to the final six, everybody's going to know anyway, because everybody's going to be in the house still. I think it's just like, to me, it's like a little bit crazy to not find it obvious if you like, I mean, Derek X wasn't a big Big Brother fan, apparently, right? Like he wasn't, he didn't really no. follow it. Some people say that he did. Some people say he didn't. I've seen like mixed things on Twitter. I feel like if he was someone who like, but Claire, like, it's, like, crazy to me that, like, Claire hasn't, like, figured it out yet. Right. Because isn't she, like, a super fan? She says she is. If you, like, pay attention, I feel like it's very easy, even though you may not see them in all rooms together, just the way that everyone's talked, the way that they've saved each other, like, it is... I just don't understand how people aren't getting that the cookout is the cookout. I mean, honestly, this is the perfect storm for something like the cookout because of the the duos and the teams and everything. They had so many places to hide. It's easy. And this, this was part of them having these duos. Her Tiffany being close with Claire and Hannah with DX and Kylan with SB, like these bonded with people that they are not connected with in that alliance so it just is a guise and it's it's working brilliantly and it's not the first time something like this has been done but it is the first time something like this has been done on this scale and this well so for me i i completely understand why they're not seeing it because if you're hanging out with these people every day and you see where these people are spending their time and where this energy is going if you can't figure out a way to logically connect people, it kind of shuts that door. Like they've alluded to the potential of it, but there was nothing to confirm it. So it's kind of hard to find that confirmation without any real evidence. Last night was the first time the cookout has been in one room together in 53 days. That is unreal. And it was such a moment for me to see them all come in the bathroom together and put their hands in the middle and say cook out on three and actually make it an official alliance because they have never been in the room together to do that. And for it to be all to almost two months later is next level. What gave, I mean, I saw that I've seen that on Twitter all day. What um, gave them the opportunity to be able to do that? Well, there were people that were asleep. Like I think SB was asleep and Alyssa may have been asleep and and Xavier was asleep. Um, And then three of them was Claire. (laughs) <laughs> well, Claire, <laughs> Claire was still up, but I don't know where she was, but she might have been in her room or something like that. But I think Tiffany and Chada she got and, her own room. And, shut up. And Aza and uh, Big D were together and they were just having a good time laughing and talking. And then Kylan came in and they were like, this is the first time we've been in the room together. Like, maybe this is the time we need to all make this happen. And they were like, where's Xavier? And somebody was like, he's asleep, go wake him up. So somebody went and woke him up and he came in and they had the moment, but they're lucky because they people started leaving and then Claire came in. So if Claire would have woken up just a little bit earlier, she may have walked in on that. And so it was, it could have been close. <laughs> she would have been like, hey, same. <laughs> <laughs> not same hey say <laughs> oh claire uh, oh 
Claire. Oh, Claire. <laughs> so then we move on to the HOH competition, and it was the BBNFT. They showed the house guests a bunch of different gifts from the season, and they had to memorize what was going on in these scenes. And it was a booth comp, y'all know I love me a booth comp, so I was so excited. So they get started, and in round one, Xavier, Aza, and Claire were eliminated. And this is when I start to get nervous because I was like, Lord, Aza and Claire and Xavier out already. This could be bad. And then in round two, Kylan and Big D were eliminated. And I was much better about that because I didn't want either of them to win this HOH. So I was like, okay, now I just need Alyssa to go. And then in round three, nobody was eliminated. And in round four, all that was left was Tiffany, Hannah, and Alyssa. And that round, Alyssa and Hannah were both eliminated, making Tiffany the HOH. And I was so excited. I literally jumped up out of my chair and almost threw my computer across the room. I was so <laughs> excited. And there was like this footstool and I accidentally kicked it. And my aunt was like, if that would have been in front of you, it would have went through my window. <laughs> she was cracking up at me though, because I cannot hold back my... My energy whenever, especially because I love a booth comp and I love that tension. And it's so rare that you actually get the booth comp to end up the way you want it to end up. And I had this feeling that Tiffany was going to win all day and I really wanted her to win. So I was so excited for her because I know how bad she wanted it. And I know how much she wanted to see her son. And I know how much she just needed some confidence because she hasn't been able to win anything. And she did it on her own. She didn't need nobody to throw it to her. She got all the questions right herself. I was very proud of her and so excited that she made this happen. I did hate that it was going to be on a week that there was a power in play, but I think that it's great too, because she got a point for her resume and she was able to be HOH for a minute at least. And I was cracking up. Did you see the video of her HOH reveal? Uh, the lemonade? I was crying. Big D, I have so never funny. seen him that excited about anything like i don't if he won this game i don't think he would be that excited he was right. lit i was like this is so relatable i love it this is the first time that i've been like endeared by him <laughs> it was so funny i hope it makes the episode i mean what other music were other people getting like i haven't seen anything about anyone getting any music until this and then like everyone went crazy i think kylan got hamilton or something and oh my god <laughs> this is boring <laughs> Ugh. I don't understand. I'm sorry. I've never, I've never watched and or listened to it. So I don't know anything about it, but I just like, oh, I can't. SB got anti by Rihanna though. And they loved that. They were so excited. Okay. Wait, hold up. She got, right. okay. I was Look, like, come I'm on. She, girl is constantly surprising me. This is why I cannot <laughs> hate her because she is giving me the unexpected. Right. I thought she was going to get some K-pop or something like that. Cause she, right. she, hey, she gets ring-a-ling up in the house. <laughs> Ring-a-linga. But it's my jam. That's what I expected though. Right. So I was, I was like, okay, Anta. I mean, was Sarah Beth like just being like desperado? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what was she doing? <laughs> she wanted... No, I could see her being like, yeah, I said it. I couldn't see her being, yeah, I said it. But I would love to be in the Big Brother house with Anti. Kiss it better. I would be on that bed jamming out, living my best life. Oh my God. With lemonade, too. It would be so fun. See, no, that's torture. I would have to ask for an artist that I don't care about. Because I can't imagine having, like, lemonade and not being able to sing along to it. And just but you can still lip sync to it. You just can't let the sound come out of your mm -hmm. mouth. No. I could definitely do it. That's pretty much where we left off. Tiffany is the new HOH. And... Some spoilers for this upcoming week. 
Tiffany nominated Kylan and Sarah Beth for eviction. I was happy that she followed through. She'd been trying to get Sarah Beth about this house for a long time. And if nobody else is going to do it, she's going to do it herself. So I want to see SB gone this week for Tiffany's sake. How did Kylan take being up there or did he understand? He understood. And and he already knew that that Tiffany wanted to do that because Tiffany's been going for SB this whole time. And it was Tiffany's plan that anytime the pawns went on the block, that their partner was going to be next to them. But I think the only person that hasn't been next to their partner was Tiffany. <laughs> so Claire mm-hmm. has been on the block, but Tiffany hasn't been on the block beside her. Um, so I think it was okay, but for Kylan, but Sarah Beth, she has had a big fall from grace because she was acting like she had everything under control and she was in such a great spot last week and here she go on the block now living in the shadow (laughs) someone else's hoh child (laughs) <laughs> and now Xavier is the third nominee. So Kylan, Xavier, and Sarah Beth are all on the block this week, which could get a little dicey depending on how this veto goes. So it's a good thing it's Vegas theme. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we had the high rollers room yesterday as well. And Claire ended up winning the coin of destiny, destiny, destiny. <laughs> But Claire didn't do nothing. Claire did exactly what Tiffany wanted and put Kylan SB right back on the block. (laughs) The best situation that could have happened or the best thing that could have happened. Absolutely. So Tiffany's basically still HOH because Claire says she wants to work with her to make these decisions. So, I mean, as Claire should, I mean, truly Tiffany is like Claire's only person. Right. But this is great for Tiffany because now she can sit back and she gets a vote this week, I think. And she gets to play an HOH next week. This is actually... Even better, because you might still get the person out you wanted to get out and you can play again and you can vote. Like, sounds fine by me. Like, I just read something and I was like wondering what it was. But now that you're talking about Claire getting like the HOH, I was reading like a tweet that said something about like speculation, what the comp will be or the veto comp will be plus studying, whatever, blah, blah, blah. By the way, it came out earlier that Claire will play for HOH Thursday, but she's required to throw it. Oh, she said that she's requested more info about that. Interesting. The hamster watch. Oh, uh, cool. Posted it at like 11 today or whatever. So I saw that and I was like, I don't really know what that means, but yeah, that should be interesting. She has to throw it. Yeah. Um, Well, I wonder what it's going to be then. Hmm. I mean, how do they know that she's required to throw it? Was she like, I, they just weren't able to turn off the feeds quick enough or something? Like, she, yeah, she probably, they probably told her that she was required to throw it. And Tiffany knows that Claire's the, the HOH. So maybe she was having a conversation with Tiffany and said it and people heard it on the feeds or something. So, um, oh, do other people not know that Claire's the HOH? No, it's, a, it's an invisible HOH. Nobody knows oh, that Claire shit. won. And that's why Claire could have done whatever she wanted to. She didn't even have to tell anybody that she won. She could have just won yeah. and made whatever nomination I mean, she but wanted honestly, to. Tiffany is the only person she has. So it makes right. sense. For sure. But I, and she doesn't really know what's going on. So I wouldn't really expect her to make any other moves. But yeah. if this fell into the wrong hands, it could have gotten really interesting up out here. Um, well, it didn't. So, huh? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, the cookout sit together. Y'all man. Y'all man. Yeah. Another flop of a twist. And I love to see it. But yeah, that's pretty much where we stand. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. I can't wait to see who wins this veto. And if it changes anything up, I'm kind of, I wouldn't be mad 
to see SB win this veto this week, even though I want her to go and I want Tiffany to get her way. But I really would love Alyssa to leave because I just feel like she's a little too dangerous to keep Fuck, around. I keep forgetting she's in this house. <laughs> Fuck, why did I think that like SB was going to be gone and then that was it? It was just Claire and then that's it. <laughs> I keep forgetting that Alyssa is in this fucking house. She's Holy still shit. sitting somewhere, probably on a couch somewhere, talking to oh Xavier. My, she's. I swear to God, she's gonna win. Alyssa's gonna win. She is I'm not gonna win. Right Alyssa's finna just stay in the background. She's like that person. It's like Walmart's closed, but like they're still in there. You know, like like Alyssa should have been gone. Like we're closed, leave, girl. But like somehow she's still here and she's making a TikTok about it. You know, and so. <laughs> That's Alyssa, in my opinion. I feel like Alyssa's going to win. Just give it to her. Like, no thanks. She ain't getting not a thing. I keep forgetting. Damn it. I forgot she was there. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> I would rather Sarah, I would rather Sarah Beth stay and then Alyssa go this week and then like then Sarah Beth go after her. I because agree. Sarah Beth is at least entertaining and I at least know who she is. <laughs> Right. And Alyssa has been winning these competitions, kind of, even though they've been thrown to her. So honestly, I don't really know. Something, hopefully it's something to do with her head again. So Shut up. Well, y'all, thank you for tuning in to Julie Girl, a big brother podcast. It has been a mess today and I have enjoyed every moment of it. I'm truly like just going to get drunk for the rest of the season. This is funner. It's so much more fun. I love when you actually talk. You ain't quiet. Shut up. If y'all enjoy what you hear, please like and subscribe and tell your Big Brother friends about what we got going on over here. You can catch Big Brother 23 on CBS every Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And you can check out what's going on inside the house anytime on the live feeds on Paramount+. Plus. I hope y'all have a great week and we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Julie Girl. Julie. Julie. You gotta stand in me.